Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to another episode of Wings, Beers, and Tears. We are your DMV Sports Podcast. Yes, we are cheersing here on a Tuesday night in the middle of summertime. We are broadcasting to you live from the Wings, Beers, and Tears studio in Montgomery County, Maryland. I am Todd, joined as always by the esteemed Jeremy. Happy Prime Day, boys. That was him cracking a beer. And as always, our host, Mr. Jerry. Verona's back. Stanley Cup. Yes, he is. Please, if you would, subscribe to our podcast. That is Wings, Beers, and Tears on Apple, on iTunes, on Google Play, on Spotify, all of your favorite mediums and ways to download your favorite podcasts. We hope that we are one of them for you. Let's get right into it with our DMV-centric talk and hot off the presses just a couple hours ago, if not more recently than that. Jacob Vrana just signed with the Caps, his two-year bridge deal that we thought was coming, and it's right about where we thought, right, Jeremy? Yeah, because we're really, really smart as far as we know. <laughs> yeah, 3.35 per perfect bridge, and uh, we'll see what happens. And that will allow them to, to get the rest of the peripheral parts in place to, to round out the number of roster spots they need, right? Uh, I think they're going to have to sit with 22 or 21 guys most of the year because they're so close to the cap, but this, this should get them get juice under, you know, one one point two, and they should they should be in good shape. I would think. According to Cap Friendly, they have about nine eighty five left under the cap, so they may have to make another move. I I would assume Stevenson's gone. Well, I think that's gonna that would be with twelve forwards or thirteen forwards. I think is that number, so they can send any of the like a boy to Stevenson down and save that money. Right, they can actually yeah. sign them for whatever deal that the two agree on, and then. They simply put that roster spot down in Hershey to save it. Because they the, can go ten percent over ten percent over the cap in the off season, and then that's where my twenty one number came from for the roster. So that's well, what I'm thinking. I mean, it doesn't that signify a two year window basically? Because doesn't Ovi come up soon, and Verona comes mm-hmm. up in a couple years? Right and, now, it's only one because that's all you got back. You hope before, but yeah, gotta, yeah. yeah Backstrom, Backstrom, and Holpe are in the last years of their deals coming up here. So no, I mean this this. This glory era of the Caps is is slowly coming to an end, as, as all great things do, right? I mean, sports are not forever, and I, I, we talked about it last time, but for a decade, we've been fucking really good, right? Even some bad things come to an end as of my <laughs> first marriage. <laughs> well, that is that is very true. Didn't think we were going that angle this soon, but there we are. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, it's Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, this this iteration, it's it, there's not much time left, but, you know, BMAC has a set up for for the future as well. So, you know, things will change, but hopefully they can stay the same in some And ways. as far as the roster spots go, you know, carrying 21 is is not that uncommon for teams that are up against the cap. I don't think so. And when you're when your farm team's 2 hours away, it's not the worst thing ever, you That's know? a good point. So, no, it's 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 fairly convenient to be able to stash those guys in Hershey if Absolutely. need be. Yeah. Um, I'm just glad it's done. There's no arbitration. Nobody has to worry about anything. Um, whether or not Stevenson and Jews make it to their arbitration is almost a moot point right now because, like Jeremy said, it's going to get done and, and they'll get under. So, you know, our roster is what it is. I would think that Juice is probably the more pressing, though. Uh, oh, no question. I mean, he's going to be on the roster 
NHL wise, I, I would think he, maybe you can stuff Chan, uh, Chandler down in Hershey, but oh, Juice Chandler, is have to play. Boyd, Dowd, even uh, is Hathaway too? Too eight? Yeah, maybe not. I don't but. think so. Uh, I think he's. I think they're. I think he pretty much has made the team as far as I'm concerned. It's, yeah, you're probably it's right. It's the Leipzig, Stevenson, Boyd. Those are the guys that are fighting for that last. Right, spot. they'll be like the revolving door going to yep. and from Hershey, which again is not uncommon for for many teams to do so. So, way to go, boys! I'm glad the Caps are. Uh, you know, set and ready to rock and roll. And shit, we're only like three or four weeks out from some of the vets starting to come back into town. They tend to trickle in middle towards the end of August. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, some of the guys that live here full-time, they'll, they'll be out skating very soon. So, Well, I think Carlson is currently, uh, he does his summer membership at Columbia Country Club. <laughs> apparently he plays like 10 rounds a week. Nice. You know, apparently he's well, damn good, too. His, uh, <laughs> his, they, they had a photo on one of the websites of his wife at the uh, – in her bikini on their vacation, it wasn't unpleasant to see. <laughs> I mean, what would you think? I mean, you so a young star athlete's doing well for himself. Yeah, you would, <laughs> son of a bitch. You wouldn't <laughs> think she'd come out with some troll, you know? <laughs> but he's, he, he's a goofy bastard, though. He is. He's goofy as hell. Yeah, but good for him. Hey, man, multi-millionaire pro athlete. God bless him. Score more next year, buddy. <laughs> I play fewer minutes, buddy. Yeah, that's what I. That's see. true. That's <laughs> true. All right, so we we'll, we'll transition our uh, that was a little bonus cap talk there. Yeah, I wouldn't expect um, that. No, it was fantastic. Uh, uh, you know, again, the roster set. I'm I'm in good spirits about them as I usually am. But Stanley we'll Cup. Yeah, we'll see how it plays out. We're a long fucking away away from April, so you know, a lot can go uh, wrong or a lot can go well between now and then. So we'll we'll see we'll see how it all plays out. Um, so let's transition our uh, talk shockingly to baseball, where we have the old Beltway Series beginning tonight. It'll be um, exciting. And the, yeah, really. So the the consensus talking point from the local sports talk radio baseball nerds, of which there are like thousands, by the way, it's amazing how many people cover those two teams. It's just so god awful boring. But you know, good on them, I guess, for going to 162 games a year. Yeah. Well, not a lot of action, so you got to talk about you got to talk to fill the time. Yeah, no kidding. Um, however, so so again, the consensus talking point is you have the two local teams, and they are essentially going diverging ways, right? So the O's have won 28 games all year. They are the worst team in baseball, as we thought they would be. Um, probably going to win right around 50, 60. Yeah. Yeah, not, they're not going to win 60 games. 50 they're, might be accomplished. It might be. Um, whereas the Nats have won 30 out of the last 42 after a very lackluster start. And that obviously has vaulted them right into um, – right now they're in a wild card spot. And leading the wild card, I believe. They are. And they are, um, you know, they are in, in contention now in the AL East – or in the NL East, excuse me, um, what, seven, seven and a half outs, something like that? I mean, that's seven striking. And half, seven and a half, okay. th- th- That's still striking distance right now. Um, now, you wouldn't expect them to go on a run like that. I mean, 30 out of 42 is not sustainable over the next 40 games. But if they are now a 600 ball club, 615 ball club, they, they very well you know, could find themselves at the top of the East. Well, I mean, 600 pretty much guarantees in the wild card, and I think that's where they are now. If they can, you know, get a little lucky with a swoon from the Braves, then, then they'll have a shot. Mm-hmm. I think uh, from what you read, um, they have beat up on a lot of bad teams. So it could have been a little – I mean, they won the games, so you got to still win the games. Uh, but like the series with Baltimore, I mean, Scherzer was supposed to pitch tonight. He's on the DL – and so they're bringing this Voth kid up. You know, he could get shelled in the first inning. You know, it's okay. Now. They're playing Baltimore. They'll, they'll shell yeah, Baltimore. But still, I mean, these are games that they really need to win. So it's a little bit disheartening because who would have thought that Scherzer would have gone on the DL before Strasburg? 
And see, he's the he's the the troubling one for me because he throws so hard. You know, for lack of a better analogy, Scherzer almost plays pitcher like Ovi plays hockey. Like he just throws his body into everything. I mean, he's a strikeout artist. There's a shit ton of pitches. Tough as hell up there. Well, that takes a wear. You know, it's wear and tear on you. And a back injury is nothing to scoff at when you're a pitcher. No, um, no. I mean, um, from what you hear, it's the th- the thing about the Nats is it's bullpen. The bullpen is still the glaring need, and they're up against the cap with the luxury tax. So it's not like they can add big contracts because the learners because they sure shit don't want to pay their tax. I mean, yeah, they. I mean, the learners. That's probably their priority is not to pay. They'd rather do that than sneak into a wild card and take your chances, right? They don't want to take that big luxury tax on because I think I read somewhere that it's up to fifty percent because they were over it last year. So it's it's actually punitive. Uh, to them. So if you're going to shore up your bullpen, you're going to have to cut salary. But the kids have been, I mean, let's be honest, Mike Rizzo knows what he's doing. I really like him. I tend to believe that any failures that result are because the learners don't listen to him. Mm -hmm. Like he'll make suggestions and they just don't listen to him for whatever reason. Um, But I think he knows what he's doing. Is he perfect? Of course not. But, you know, they let Harper go. That was obviously the right thing to do. I think we were talking about that. You let him go because you got Juan Soto. That kid's really good. Robles is really good. Yep. Um, Zimmerman is a is a just a weight that they need to get rid of. His contract. <laughs> is, I mean, he's a good guy, but well, I mean, he is he he bleeds Nats red. I mean, he is a Nat he, from day one. He's, he's the man. Absolutely. I mean, but, but I'm I, with you. You know, when you go to Caps games, you see Zimmerman walking around. He seems like a good dude. He really does, and he's been a great for the organization. But right now, his contract is an anchor and it's you know because he doesn't play he gets hurt all the time he does and when he's there he's average at best so um you know it's it's one of those situations where it's really sad because he's done the organization so well but at now he's becoming a problem Mm -hmm. and you have to manage he i don't know if he doesn't strike me as a clubhouse bad kind of guy it's no, just, I think he's fine, know, but yeah. but like you said, he's not relevant anymore per se on the field. So, and he's kind of the epitome of this team because I just heard a stat: they are the oldest team. They are the oldest team in the average majors. age in the majors, and that doesn't surprise you when you kind of look at the up and down the roster because you talked about the young guys. You got your Trey Turner's, your Robles, your Sotos, and you're like, oh, they're young. Well, no, no, most of the impactful guys are young. They still have a a, a lot of dinosaurs on this team. You know who I miss the most? Jason Worth. <laughs> what a son of a bitch that guy was. Dude looks he looks homeless. Dude. I hope the door hit him right in the right in the ass of the way out. Like, Probably hurt a, himself with yeah. <laughs> He looks like a groupie from Pearl Jam. Uh no, but seriously, so <clears throat> I'm not much of a baseball prediction guy, but seeing the pattern of the Nats the last five to seven years when they either won the AL East, got in as a wild card, um, had expectations that were fairly high, and we saw what happened. I mean, they still haven't won a playoff series, have they? I don't believe so. No. No, they have not. Um, Jeremy was at that uh, game five against the Cubs when it looked like they were going to win. a disaster. <laughs> I, I don't, you know, I, I don't know how you play like that in game whatever, you know, 170 of the season or whatever it was. It looked like it was spring training. It's just like <laughs> – I mean, Dusty's probably just like, yep, fuck it, I'm out. (laughs) So I actually think they are sitting in the perfect scenario. This year did not start off well. It was, again, I used the word lackluster earlier. They were kind of a disaster when we talked about it four or five weeks ago on the pod. Oh, they absolutely were. They were fucking terrible. So this run they've been on has righted the ship a little bit. If they can sustain their position, I think the best case scenario for them is actually to go in as a wild card, not to win the AL East. And if you roll out 
that and we've talked about it. I mean, their pitching staff is scary as shit. And if you roll those guys out, I think they're better off starting on the road as an underdog. And this might be the year that they can break through and win that first series. And that's all it takes. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. And I'm I'm not too worried about Scherzer yet. Uh, to me, they you know he he got bumped back. Do you, do you really want to put him out there against the Orioles? You know, give him his ten or twelve days off. Miss the one start. No big deal. Now, if he misses more than that, then you start getting worried. But when they first said they were going to bump back the Orioles, I mean, he wasn't was going to pitch against the O's originally. Why would you bother? I mean, give, give him that extra. Yeah, this is a convenient off. time, and they have Atlanta next. Mm. So you want to make sure he goes so, against them. Yeah, if you can bump Strasburg back, Strasburg's supposed to start tomorrow. So if you can get Scherzer back in time for uh, to pitch against Atlanta, have Strasburg and Corbin. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's that's what you need. You yep. need you need that's how it's treated like a playoff series. So um but it would suck if you're the Nationals to not sweep the Orioles cuz you cuz they're not playing for anything and you need these games. Absolutely. So it would I mean I you you're damned if you do, you damned if you don't. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you win, great. If you don't, you're going to get questioned no matter what you do. Yep. Yep. But I do think that this run that they've gone on and and again, I think as long as they find their way into the playoffs, I think this this has given Davey Martinez some extra leash as well. You know? Oh, absolutely. And we've talked about it. I think he's a really good guy. Um, but when you have a bullpen, like you said, Jerry, I mean, he's been given a deck of cards that's just not even full, and they're like, hey, roll out 52 cards. Oh, fuck, I can't. Yeah. This I bullpen's mean, the, awful. The eighth inning still sucks. Oh, it's well, it's a know, disaster every yeah. time. Even you know, in this run, they've lost a few games. And what is it, 22 in a row? They've had a, a lead or, or been tied somewhere in the seventh or later. So they're there at the end of every single game. Yep. And again, that's you know everybody said it. It's bullpen. I know it's easy easy to say, but it's, that's well, the and league wide, I mean that's that's when you're most susceptible as a team is that six to eight inning range when you have a lead. A lot of teams lose leads. I get it. Yeah. But the Nats have done it with such regularity now over the course of two to three seasons. Well, you can't lose it if you don't get it. So you know. There's well, there you go that. too. Um, but but to your point, Jeremy, this lineup is different than years past, in my opinion, because they can be down two or three runs and they're not out of the game. You know, a lot of speed, a lot of speed. Yeah, um, and they got mean, they've got power. Um, yeah. So you know they're a streaky team, but again, I think if they can just get their way into the playoffs as a wild card, I think that's the perfect scenario for them. Um, and and you see it all the time, right? You see it in the NFL where a wild card team comes in, and whether they're the fifth or sixth seed, they're not playing like it. And you're like shit. You know, they're healthier, they're clicking, whatever else. And if you see a, a healthy Nats rotation come in as the wild card team, you're you're not happy if you're the favorite team. You're like, this is this is not home field yeah, advantage. I mean, you don't want to see Scherzer, Strasburg, no. and Corbin. No. I mean, that's the and then Scherzer again. But switching gears to the Orioles, what do you do? I mean, at the trade deadline coming up at the end of the month, I mean, are the do they have any pieces really? Not really. I mean no, but if, if there's anybody anybody wants, pretty much, you let them have them as long as they're giving you back what you want. I mean, yeah, they, there's they, nobody they, they need to yeah, keep. Yeah, they have a handful of veterans that, like Jeremy said, aren't really commodities per se, but if a team is out there looking for a fourth or fifth starter. I mean, Cashner. Cashner came example. to mind, absolutely. Yeah. Um, there might be a guy in the bullpen that's that's enticing to somebody else, but um, they've loaded up on, on picks and talent and – you know, conversely, I think what are they the third youngest team in the majors? I'm surprised it's not lower than that. But yeah, you know, so I mean, to rebuild in the majors is not a fast process, and it's and it's fairly painful. But they have a very young executive who's doing a great job, in my opinion, and has done this before. So. He's done this before, and and you have a uh, you know a, a first time manager who has learned from some of the best. You know, most recently Madden out in Chicago. So I mean, you have you have some infrastructure there. You do have a ton of young talent. 
baseball, you just can't rush it. I mean, it, you know, kind of sucks. You could sit here for two or three years and just be terrible, but could they be the Astros in three or four years? I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's their goal, right? Absolutely. 100%. That's what their goal is. I'm the Astros you. are pretty fucking good. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> they are. They are pretty good. Dude, they're really good. It just when I, when I think of baseball, I mean, I'm a, I guess I'm a Nats fan. If I if I watch, I usually watch the Nationals. But when I think of baseball, I think of Baltimore. I mean, oh, I, without know, question, yeah, I'm, I'm a total lose guy. Well, yeah. so tonight's game is at Camden Yards, and yeah. all the uh, the Nats reporters I heard them today. They're, they they get fired up to go to Camden Yards. Like that place is great. Yeah. Well, they you know? they're all. Every, I'm sure if they're local, they grew up as Oriole fans, and then they just became national fans when Washington got a team. And, and to boot, most of those guys are baseball purists. And when you go to Camden Yards, I mean, that feels like a major league baseball it game. It does feel like a major it's league. It's awesome. It's awesome. Great experience. You know, it's funny. The, uh, the attendance league-wide is just atrocious yet again. But it, it, it cracks me up when I see the O's with 27 or 28 wins in July, and they're still putting 30,000 people in the stands for weekend games. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's, pretty, that's pretty cool. I... I like, I mean, my girls don't want to go ever to any game, but um, <laughs> I mean, I would love to drive 30 minutes down the road, get into the ballpark, not have a problem getting tickets. I mean, you're going to see crap product, right? You're, if you're not there to see a great, like, but if, but like, if, I don't know, if, if the Yankees come into town, mm-hmm. other than having to deal with all those douchebag Yankee fans, which they come out of the woodwork. Well, now, Jerry, what if it was interleague and Pittsburgh came to town? I think oh. you would be first in line for that. <laughs> yeah. you know, you I, with your entourage of Pittsburgh buddies? I don't have a lot of <laughs> hatred for the Pirates. I just don't. They're sort of indifferent, you know? <laughs> How many McCutcheon jerseys would you see at that game? Yeah. That would be so great. It's McCutcheon like, and Jones jerseys. You know, <laughs> hating the Pirates is like hating Marquette. What's the point? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you count me? I can't name two players, uh, you know? No, nah, not, not nope, left. I name one. No. I mean, I, I can only think of their great players of the past. <laughs> you know, most recently, McCutcheon, going back, like Andy Van Slyke, <laughs> Roberto Clemente. After that, Barry Bonds, pre-juice. Yeah, right on. I'm pretty much tapped out of my uh, Pirates uh, lineage at that point. I don't know if you noticed that on the cruise we were on a few weeks ago. The guy was wearing a Willie Stargell jersey that was pretty mummy. I actually did see that, yeah. Got to look like a douche anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to, no to no one's surprised. To no one's surprised. Pittsburgh so. fans are just terrible human beings. Pretty much across every sport. Yeah. At least the ones we know. <laughs> At least the ones we know. The people in Pittsburgh are actually great. You know, they're probably the greatest people in the world. You know what? You're probably right because Jeremy has been to PPG Arena and he said that seeing a, a Caps Penguins game in Pittsburgh really isn't that bad. But when you watch it here at Cap One, the Pittsburgh fans here are just intolerable. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm wearing a capture. They're offering to buy me a beer. I don't know what the wrong with Because they're making it. more than minimum wage and they're feeling their oats, you know, <laughs> sending money back to their families. <laughs> it's like they live in some third world country. country. <laughs> it's so great. Pretty close. Oh, shit. Sorry, Hooven. <laughs> All right. So I'm that kind sorry. of exhausts our uh, our baseball knowledge and talk. But I think uh, I think it is it is worth noting that the Nats are uh, have to be commended, and I think Martinez gets a ton of the credit for staying the course when you know his head was on the chopping block, and he stood up there and said, "I'm not worried. We're going to get better," and and they did, and and they're on quite a run. So you know, I'm, I'm keep it up, boys. Absolutely, I'm pulling for him. Yep. You know, not that I not that I'm actually going to watch. And no, and, no it gives <laughs> us something to talk about, though. <laughs> absolutely right. So you know, we'll see next week what this uh, Beltway series did, but I'd be shocked if it's not a uh, a Nats clean sweep. Should be. It should be. Like games, Jerry said, so. if it's not. They they only have themselves to blame. So these are the games they got to win and they got to they got to make hay right Certainly now. That's right. Fault. Yeah, it's not Jeremy's fault. <laughs> so please join us in part two, where we are going to turn our direction to the Burgundy and Gold. Oh, Uh-oh. it's going to be great. Oh, it's going to be great. We'll see Wait. you in part two. Wait. <laughs>